in all my years of watching sports, of watching basketball, football, baseball, soccer, I have never seen so many people come out the day after an ass whooping and say, the team that gave the ass whooping, and they, they were they were okay. They were okay. You know, I've, I've never heard that before. I've never heard somebody ever say, you know what, a team that wins 37 to 15, eh, they were, they played okay. They were, oh, I'm watching the Gallup touchdown, by the way. I'm watching the game as we speak. Watching the Gallup touchdown. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about the game. I'll talk about the Cowboys going forward. But I mean, every everywhere, everybody is like, you know what? This that was like the Jets game. Are you sure about that? They got off to the Jets in the Jets game. They got off to an early deficit, like twenty. When when was the score? Let me look up the score first and foremost. Let me look up the Jets. Jesus Christ! I can't even freaking do my intro because I'm just I'm just so heated right now. And as a matter of fact, cut it off. Cut it off. Cut the damn music off. What was the score with the Jets? 24-22. The Jets got off to a, a 21 and 0, 21 and excuse me, 6 lead at halftime. This was not like the Jets game at all. The Jets then went on to score only 3 points and 3 and the only 3 points they had were, were in the fourth quarter. This was not like the Jets game at all. We'll talk about Dallas, we'll talk about Dallas's struggles, and we'll also talk about something that came across my desk as I was preparing for the podcast. Apparently, the Los Angeles Chargers could be actually moving to London. I think Jacksonville may be a better, you know, a, a better team to do that, but we'll, you know, we'll talk about all that good stuff on my podcast, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, pretty much where you can find any podcast. You can find 24's podcast. We'll talk about all that stuff and more as we get settled in. Spurs versus the Atlanta Hawks are playing tonight as well. I may, if I have the time, get to this. I'll only hold you for an hour. I mean, the last podcast that I had was like three hours long. So it was a long one. Jesus Christ, I got to find something to jam to. Or something good. It's my music. Something something to get the crowd going. I'm not going to play Weedem Boys. I can't play it. I, wait, I played it way too much. I overplayed my hand. I think I... I think I got it. I think... I think I got it. Maybe, maybe not. All right. You have interfered with our affairs. So... I don't know if you... You know, been tuning in to the... To the media today... But all I've been hearing is, you know what, Dallas, Dallas, they didn't play a great game. They didn't play a, a fantastic game. They didn't they didn't win in the first half. So, you know, now we have a lot of issues, a lot of struggles, a lot of a lot of issues concerning the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is in trouble. 
You know, because they, they... How many points did they score in the fourth quarter? How many? How many points did they score in the... Let me, let me, get, it, let me get the stat up. They scored... No, that's the Jets game. I'm like, that doesn't look like the Cowboys. Put, put me on the Cowboys. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. And to be honest with you, as the day, as the game went on, I don't know if anyone who actually watched the freaking game noticed this. But the offense and the defense, they started to get better. Here's the Giants box score, 3-9-3-3. Three, three, three. That's the defensive stats. Dallas' stats, 3-10-3. 21 and seven of those points were defensive points by the way everybody doesn't understand how the Dallas Cowboys play thank you logic I had enough everybody doesn't understand how the in fact here it is perfect song I don't know why it took me so long to think about this here we go as a matter of fact if, you, if you've listened to the Dallas Cowboys, if you have listened to me say this, I have said this literally every single week after every single loss and win. So I've been very, very consistent on this. And I will say this in defeat. I will say this in victory. Fire Jason Garrett. Fire him. Fire Garrett right now. Fire him. You're not winning any, you're not winning the big one with them. You're not going to build an empire with this dude at the helm with the clipboard and the pencil in his hair. He's not a Belichick. He's not a Reed. He ain't even a damn Harbaugh. I'll take Harbaugh. He's an average quarter. He's an average head coach turned into a below average head coach because of his ineptitude to be able to win football games both on the road and at home. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, that was a triumphant effort over the head coach. It wasn't, it was the, the fourth quarter comeback, that was not Jason Garrett design. Let me pause the music so I can make my damn point. Pause the music! Make no mistake, the fourth quarter comeback orchestrated by the Dallas Cowboys, the defense, and the offense... Ezekiel Elliott, the offensive line, Dak Prescott, the wide receiving core. That was not orchestrated by the offensive coaching staff, commonly referred to as Jason Bleep and Garrett. That was Dak, that was Dak, Zeke, Amari, the offensive line, the defense, everybody pitched in in that ass whooping. There's an interesting, I didn't know this. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not a football player. I'm not a guy. I, I didn't play it in middle school. I did play a little bit in middle school without the pads. I played tackle football without the pads, but everybody plays tackle football without the pads in middle school. Didn't play in high school. But I played a little bit here and there, but not at the high or medium levels. So I didn't know that you script the first 10 to 15 plays. You, 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 you script it, right? You script what's going to happen. You prepare like it's going to happen. What have you noticed that has constantly been happening for the past couple of weeks when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys? Not even the past couple of weeks, the past couple of games. What happens to the script? They follow the script and they go nowhere fast. 
They follow the Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore attack scheme, both offensively and defensively, I might add. So people, you know, I was watching the break, the Dallas Cowboys news show. They were talking about how the offense got off to a slow start and the defense as well. They've constantly, and I'm not talking about uh, the the Jet, the Giants game, excuse me. I'm talking about for the entirety of the, the season. Both units have gotten off to slow starts. Dallas's defense has gotten off to better starts here and there. Dallas's offense, I think for the first three weeks, they had some pretty good starts. But for the most part, they've struggled early. Except, obviously, against the Giants. and the Both, both times they've played the Giants, man, ass whoopings. Ass, A-S-S, capital A-S-S. Ass whoopings. When it comes to the New York football Giants. And... For the past couple of weeks, it's just been off script, you know, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The first, not the first downs, the first quarter, second quarter, they don't play. Second half, it's, it, isn't it funny, isn't it ironic that Dak Prescott statistically over the course of this season has played his best football in the second half of the football game? Isn't, isn't that interesting? Don't you find that statistic interesting? Don't you find it interesting where the first half of the game where coaches, they, they hone in, they do their work, they, you know, they're supposed to do their due diligence. Jason Garrett always fumbles it. He always fumbles the first half. Dak Prescott usually plays his best half in the second half. And people keep saying, well, imagine if Dak Prescott transitioned what he does in the third and fourth quarter into the first and second. He would be probably an MVP. He would be a stronger MVP con- candidate. I think he's like fifth or sixth right now. He's an MVP candidate, but he's not winning the MVP. Right? It's like a participate. It's like being it's nominated. You're nominated, you're not gonna win it. So when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys coming off of a bye week, I should have said this before. Jason Garrett apparently is average coming out of a bye week. He's five for five. Five for five coming out of a bye week. You like those those odds? You like those numbers? I hate them. Five for five. He lost last year, he won this year. Technically, the team won this year. Coming off of a bye week. And a bye week is coaches porn. They love, they love the bye week because they get to just watch a whole bunch of NFL football. Literally for the for the on, on the bye week, they get to get caught up on some work. They get to go in, they get to have some fun. They, you know, it's a little bit less stressful, but you're still working, you know. You're off, but not really. You're on vacation, but not really. And they study film. Then, you know, they go in next week and they have a better understanding of how the team plays so that way they can scheme better for the football team. Jason Garrett in the first half looked, his his scheme looked anemic. It really, really did. So am I surprised that the Dallas Cowboys lost or not technically, they didn't lose but didn't necessarily play a good first half of football? No, I'm not really that surprised. And by not a good first half of football, uh, they were winning at half. They were they were what? No, they, I think it was tied. It was tied. Excuse me. It was tied. It was 13-13. No, it was, no, it was 13-12. Excuse me. So they were winning. It's like they were on pace to score 26 points in the game and everybody was freaking losing their mind. Oh my God, Dallas is in trouble. Are you sure about that? Oh my God, Dallas Dallas is in trouble. I was very, very happy with how the team overall played. I was like, 
This doesn't, and everybody kept on saying, this feels like the Jets game. I'm like, the Jets game felt a lot more one-sided than Dallas being able to actually tie up the game. The, the reason why the Jets football game was such a terrible football game was because it was just, the Jets just scored 21 points in the first half. The Giants, they only scored 12, and Dallas was up there with them. Did not feel like the Jets game to me. Because I felt like, as I was watching the game, I felt that the team was going to win because the Jets couldn't stop what they were doing with Zeke. And Zeke, obviously, if you, if uh, people just panic too much. People just panic too much. In fact, I got something on my computer that I'm going to read off to you, but people panic too much. I was like, the offense is rolling right now. The offense is fine. The defense, they're fine. They obviously came into their own in the second, in, not even in the second half. They came, they came into their own like midway through the, the second quarter. I was like, man, this defense is getting after it. I was fine. I was like, we're beating the Giants. I'm fine. I'm cool. Sometimes on a road win against a bad team, this is the NFL. Sometimes you get beaten by bad teams, as evident by us getting whooped by the New York football stinking Jets. Can't even beat the Miami Dolphins, the, a team that is literally trying to lose games. They cannot beat the New Orleans, the, the Miami Dolphins, excuse me, the, the New York Jets. But do I? It, was I worried? Did I care that much? Nope, not really. I was like, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, Dallas scored early and often in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, excuse me. It's 23-18 on this drive, 11:45. I think Dallas was backed up on their on their like 10-yard line after a pulling a player off the pile foul. After that play was over with, Dallas marches down the football field and scores. The drive starts at the 10-yard line. Does anybody care besides me? I guess not. Let me read you something interesting that that uh, that I was watching. I was watching an "I Hate Everything" video, and he was uh, he was reviewing the Jedi: The Last Order, and he mentioned something that I had that you know it's pretty obvious what it is, but I wanted to get the actual definition like he did in the video. It's called the negativity bias. The negative the negativity bias, also known as the negativity effect is the notion that even when of equal intensity, things of a more negative nature have a greater effect on one's psychological state and processes than neutral or positive things. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? And pretty much there's a, you know, there's a visual aid to go along with it. It's the heart showing the brain two things. The brain is literally just focusing on one black, on one bad piece of coal, and the heart is telling him to look at all of these good, positive little watermelon good balls. I don't know what they're called. They look, they're green and they're watermelon. They, they're, they're green and they have good. I don't know why I keep saying watermelon. Maybe it's because I'm black. I don't know. But the whole point of the negativity bias is that you only focus on literally the negatives of the football game. And I saw a lot of that today. I was like, everybody was just focusing on the negatives. Is, did anyone actually watch the fourth quarter besides just looking at the box scoring saying, well, they, they scored 21 points? No, they, I'm looking at Prescott right now. Prescott just threw a nice ball to Amari Cooper. Nice ball to Amari Cooper. Hand fighting, hand checks, whatever. I think it's pass interference. I looked at the play again. It looked like pass. <laughs> I just saw the guy with the hands on his hoodie again. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe that's pass interference. He's like, how? How? You have ho- coaches being held back because they don't like any of that mess. Amari Cooper, Baker, 
doesn't bite on the double move, I think it is pass interference because at the last second, he does pull Amari Cooper back. Eh, Right there, right there. He does pull him back at the last second. And he keeps grabbing his chest. It's not like he's grabbing at Amari Cooper's arm. It's he's he's grabbing at his chest. I think he wanted to pull him back. So I do think that is pass interference. Great call by the refs. But on this drive, Dallas, they go down and they score. And I'm like, I'm fine with this, man. I like I'm fine with this game. I'm not tripping like everybody else. Everybody's tripping off of what? Oh my god, they didn't score 21 points in one quarter in the first half. Everybody's tripping. I'm like, uh, Jason Garrett is a terrible head coach, you know? This is one of those times to criticize Jason Garrett. And the reason why I keep saying I want this dude out of Dallas, I want him fired, F-I-R-E-D, fired, is because he has easily one of the most talented Dallas Cowboy rosters in the past 20 years, and he's 5-3 and three with a loss to the New York football Jets. If this does not get this dude fired, I have no idea what will. Lincoln Riley is is sitting pretty in Oklahoma waiting to get paid. All he, all we have to do is probably send him a, a doggone phone call. Even Urban Meyer was like, Ur, Urban Meyer was like, you know what? I didn't even get a call from Georgetown. Not oh my god, not from Georgetown. Jesus Christ, why am I thinking of George? I didn't get a call from Dallas when I retired from Ohio State. I didn't get a phone call. I'm like Dallas. How the hell do you not call? Urban bleeping Meyer when he retires from Ohio State. That doesn't make any lick of a sense to me to not even, you don't have to hire him. I'm not saying that you, you, you don't give him a phone call. He didn't get a damn phone call. That's the type of horse mess that I'm talking about. That is why I dislike the Joneses so much. I'm like, he, he may be, a, he may, you know, you know Gary Kubiak of, uh, of, you know, of the Broncos fame. He's like, you know what? I'm not like I'm he you know he he retired from the he left the uh, the Broncos job because of his health the same thing with Urban Meyer they both left because of their health it's like you know what you don't have to necessarily be the OC the quarterback like imagine having someone like that in the room someone with Super Bowl you know not not just Super Bowl but Ohio State because we're talking about Urban Meyer not Gary Kubiak but Ohio State fame he coached Ezekiel Elliott imagine him having him in the facility big difference than having him not in the facility a strong offensive mind that can add a different perspective to the game. And I guarantee you, it, who, who would you rather have at head coach, Urban Meyer or Jason Garrett? Tell me one reason why you would want to have, because I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if I was Jerry Jones and if I had the option of hiring Urban Meyer instead of instead of keeping dog nabbit Jason bleeping Garrett you bet you're behind I would call up Urban Meyer right now if Urban Meyer told me on the tell if he called me up on the phone right now as I if I'm in the if I'm in the owner's box and I'm watching the Cowboys versus the Giants and I am watching Dallas the Dallas Cowboys play up against the the doggone New York football Giants and Urban Meyer calls me up right now he calls me up right now and he says Jerry I want the job I said you got the damn job I'm firing Garrett this season right now I'm not wasting any more time this is one of the most talented rosters in the entirety of the Dallas Cowboy franchise history in the past 20 years I'm not wasting any more time I'm putting Urban Meyer's butt in the coach's seat and I will see what happens as I take a swig of my water 
I'm not wasting the time. I'm not wasting any more time. This is on Garrett. This this quote unquote bad victory where Dallas wins 37. I've never seen anything like it. It really. I'm like I saw so many people today saying, "Well, they they didn't win that impressive. The win wasn't. They won 37 to 15, or excuse me, 37 to 18." People are insane. 37 to 17? To 18, excuse me? That's what we call a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. You can't not tell me... Like, like what would you rather... Oh, my goodness. What would you rather have them do? What would you rather have them do? Because I guarantee you, in two weeks, everybody's going to shut up about this, this quote-unquote bad victory by the Dallas Cowboys. Completely different story if they only won by two points against the Giants. They beat the brakes off of the football, New York football Giants, and it was not even close. Don't even try to tell me. Don't try to sell me. Listen, listen. You can try and sell me horse manure and tell me it's sautéed spinach. I have the right to believe it, and I ain't believing any of that horse manure. You can try and tell me that this is a bad win by Dallas. They won the damn football game by three scores. Three scores. You got to be cold G tripping if you think I'm going to believe that mess. Anyone else? Anyone else? If that was anyone else, you, you, you know what? You know what? Nobody said, you know what? That wasn't a nice San Francisco. And as a matter of fact, the power rankings came out today for the NFL.com. You know what? Nobody said the power about the 49ers victory. This is what, again, what I like to call the negativity bias. Because nobody said that the 49ers, let me see it. Because I want to be as fair as humanly possible, right? Nobody said that the 49ers 28 to 25 victory over the Arizona Cardinals was a bad offensive uh, a bad offensive and a defensive performance by the 49ers. Nobody jumped down Kyle Shanahan's throat because his team was not able to hold off Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Nobody talked about, you know what? And, and by the way, this this ticks me off. This ticks me off because it's like, you know what? I had Reggie Bush. I saw his ass on Undisputed this morning. He said, you know what? And, and this, and I screamed at my television, and I wanted a freaking Summers, and, and by the way, Dak Prescott just scored the Amari Cooper touchdown. I wanted a freaking roundhouse kick my television because of how of how upset freaking Reggie Bush, that whole statement just made, just, just annoyed the ever-living you-know-what out of me. Because he said, you know what? We haven't seen Dak Prescott have a three or have a four to five touchdown game. We haven't seen Dak Prescott have those numbers. We haven't seen Dak Prescott have a four to five touchdown game. As a matter of fact, let me look up a couple more because uh, I got I got some quarterbacks for you. I got some research that I got to do. Going to pull up a couple of guys here because apparently he's like, you know, we haven't seen people have a four to five touchdown game. We haven't seen Prescott have a four to, four to five touchdown game. Unbeknownst. To Reggie Bush, Dak Prescott has multiple four touchdown games. Multiple. And he wants to jump down Prescott's throat because what? 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 His team scored 21 points in the fourth quarter? Again, an ass whooping is an ass whooping. You don't say, like, like that's like saying, you know, that's like getting just the absolute crap beat. That's like getting KO'd in the 12th round. 
not even in the 12th round, getting beaten, bloodied, and bruised for like four rounds in a boxing match. The last four rounds in a boxing match, there's 12 rounds, so you you go from like the 8th round to the 12th round, then getting absolutely KO'd, your face is bloodied, you're beaten to a pulp, you got bruises, one eye is swollen shut, the other one is starting to, sh- to, to, to get swollen shut. There's cuts all over your face, and people said, you know what? The other guy, he barely beat up on you. Mike Tyson barely beat up on you. That's asinine. That is stupid. I have never heard of something that asinine. That's like me trying to fight Mike Tyson and, and lasting for like five minutes until he just absolutely destroys me for like three minutes straight. And then everybody's like, you know what, Arden? You, you know what, 24? You hung in there perfectly. You hung in there beautifully. No, I didn't. No, I did He could have just slashed and gashed me whenever he could have. And people want to give the Giants the benefit of the doubt? You gotta be tripping. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be baping me. The Cowboys didn't play a good game? Because why? Why? Because, oh my goodness, they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. How much of an oxymoron is that? Let me try and find the damn clip. Let me find it. Sorry about that. Here it is. Here, Reggie Bush has the audacity. He doesn't even have, he doesn't even have the forefront. I go on my phone right now. Let me show you how easy it is to go on your phone and look at, and and let me Google this. I'm going on my phone right now. I'm not, I'm not using my computer at all. I'm going on my phone. I'm going to Google Dak Prescott. Let me look at his stats, right? This has got to be the simplest thing you could possibly do. Let me look. Oh, it's even it's even better than I expected. Right? So right now it breaks it down in games. It breaks it down in games. I'm looking at the games. The New York Giants. He had 405 yards, four touchdowns. Let me go to 2018. Let me see his stats. Hold on. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. That sounded, oh, that sounded weird. I go. Oh my God, man. Not 2019. Why can't I go on 2018? Here we go. Okay. 2018. I'm on Pro Football Reference, by the way. This kind of took the win out of the sales. But that's all right. I still got a sats. In Dallas, he has, well, what do you know? Three touchdowns. In New York at MetLife Stadium, he has four touchdowns. He's going to have a lot of three touchdown games. But guess what? This game, if Randall Cobb had or if Tyron or whoever had had freaking a holding call, guess what? Dak Prescott would have had a four touchdown game here. The Dallas Cowboys have like the most dropped passes in the NFL, and you know what's you know what you want to know the difference between Carson Wentz and, and Dak Prescott. <sighs> and I'll get let me let me write this down. What is this piece of paper? Okay, let me write this down. 
I look up. Um, I'll write down something that I'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. Sorry about that. But you want to know what's the difference between Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz is that he can actually galvanize his wide receivers. He can make them believe, believe in themselves. He can actually do that. As evident by him constantly throwing the football to guys that have constantly dropped it. Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, constantly drops the football to those guys. but Or not drops, but throws the football to those guys. Do you see those guys losing faith in themselves? No. That's why Michael Gallup freaking hurdled a dude trying to get to the end zone. Googling passes dropped. Did you know something interesting? Did you know something interesting? Amari Cooper, I'm looking at uh, NBCSports.com. Amari Cooper right now is tied... And I think a nine straight tie with a lot of other football players for the most drops in the league. Am I tripping on this? Is this old or is this new? Is this old? This better not be old. It's not old. He's tied for, he's tied for ninth. Ezekiel Elliott is also on this list as well. That doesn't seem right. This list does not seem right. Because Tariq Cohen, Keenan Allen... I'm like, Michael Gallup has has dropped three passes as well. No. Yeah, he's dropped three passes. How I, I, don't, I have no idea how Michael Gallup isn't on this. I don't think this list is right. Because I've seen Michael Gallup dropped. Hold on. What team? I've seen Michael Gallup drop some passes. Yeah, this list isn't right either. Because it's like Dallas and Philly, they should they're like one and two. Where's Dallas at? Dallas is eleventh. They've dropped like fifteen passes. They've dropped like fifteen, sixteen passes. Probably they dropped four more last night, so they dropped like four more, so they're like at twenty to nineteen. And right now this list has them ranked at ten. This is like an official statistic website. and Like I just saw the Amari Cooper drop as well. Which again, I have literally no idea why this stat isn't being tracked right now. And it keeps telling me it's the Chicago Bears that have dropped. No, like the Cowboys have dropped the most passes in the NFL. Whatever. Seriously, they don't, nobody has these, these stats? Everybody keeps, there's an article about how the Eagles lead the NFL and drop passes. I'm like, that was like a month ago, almost. That was October 10th. 
I'm like, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, there's some, there's some not drop passes. My point being with Reggie Bush and with all those other people, some of this information you can just Google, right? Some of it you can't, obviously the drop passes. I have no idea why certain stats aren't tracking it, but the ridiculousness is still there, right? I'll play you the freaking the clip from this morning from Undisputed. Over 250 yards. We're now joined by Super Bowl champ, Fox College football analyst, Reggie Bush. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Reggie, in your opinion, do the Cowboys look like a playoff team after what you saw last night? Uh, No, I don't think they look like a playoff team last night. But thankfully, you don't need to look like a playoff team right now at the halfway point. Um, because what they have to do is win their division, right? And, and right now, I think it's very winnable. It's going to come down between Philadelphia and between the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, but November and December is when you separate, right? That's when you separate the pretenders from the contenders. Mm-hmm. And next week, it's about to get real for the Cowboys because they play Minnesota. Yep. And then can you go on the road and beat New England? Can you go on the road and beat Detroit? Uh, Chicago, and then towards the end of the season, can you go on really, the road? You got all losses there? I got two ants. Nope. And then lastly, you already beat Philadelphia pretty pretty good, uh, right? Pretty good. Can you go on the road in December and beat Philly? Because yeah. that's really what it's going to come down to because between Philly and Cowboys, that's where I see uh, this division title going to between those teams. Mm-hmm. So I thought Dak... Looked like Dak last night. He made a mistake early in the football game, but he kind of battled back. The defense played well. Um, and Zeke was Zeke. And, and so this team is built to be able to run the football through Zeke. The offense flows through Zeke. And I think if they continue with that narrative, they'll have a, a better chance. But I, I, a lot of times I think people are kind of waiting for Dak to have this, you know, four or five touchdown game, you know, week in and week out. That's not who he is. That's not that's not yeah. what he does, and and that's not a shot at Dak, but that just means that they have a four. Okay, I'm sorry. Shouldn't have uh shouldn't have shouldn't have said what I said. He said week in, week out. Um again, who who has a four touchdown game week in and week out? Four to five touchdown game week in and week out. That's that's lofty expectations. That's unreasonable. Uh nobody has that. I got some information on my screen, but I'm gonna Reggie Bush is again wrong, but I but he's less wrong than when he than when I went in on him. We'll let this play off, and then I'll get started on absolutely eviscerating this point. Formula to win football games, and the offense has to flow through Zeke, and then the play action and everything else uh, mm. plays off of that. Mm. Man, you're doing so well until you got to that. Guys, you're the truth. Now you're telling the truth. Now you upset. You got a problem with a man telling the truth. I don't have a problem with that. I deal with facts. No. Only. No. They did not. Who can't look like a playoff team against the Giants? Right. That's the Giants, Kill Bayless. Look, we've seen the Cowboys already beat bad teams. We've seen it. They beat Miami. They beat Washington. They beat the Giants again. Bad team. How they do against New Orleans, Skip? 12 to 10. Come on. How did they do? Who had the 12? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. How did they do against Green Bay? How did they do against Philadelphia? Okay, I can literally just watch this all day. A little bit unprepared. That's perfectly fine. I can still deal. So, in Doc Prescott's entire career within the NFL, he has had two four-touchdown games. And really, if he had connected with some of his wide receivers during last night's game against the Giants, during some games during the Eagles and during uh, Washington, 
he would have had more. He would have had four, four. Uh, he would have had at least four games where he had four or more touchdowns. So I've got some quarterbacks that I'm looking at right now. You'll know their names. I'm not going to reveal who their names are, but I'm looking at one guy right now. One guy. He got paid this offseason. He has like five, four more games. Another guy. He got paid this season. He has no games where he has four more touchdowns. I'm looking at last year's stats. Last year's stats, he has zero games where he had four more touchdowns in one game in 2017. Oh, he had three. So he has one more than Dak. Okay, you know, soft clap for that in 2017. Then in 2016, he had zero. So he has three games where he had four or more touchdowns. One of the new guys that got paid, he has one. And then I'm pretty sure he had zero after that. Okay. Yep, zero right there. Yeah, okay. So the three names that I got for you, Dak Prescott, remember, he has two games where he has four more touchdowns. And really, by the way, if some of his wide receivers hadn't have dropped some of the passes earlier on this year, he probably would have had a couple more. But the three guys that I got out for you today are Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you want to try and take a shot at whose stats match up with who? One guy has five, four more games, five games, excuse me, where he has four more touchdowns. Another guy has three, and another guy has zero. You can actually kind of figure it out for yourself. Jared Goff has five games where he has four more touchdowns. Carson Wentz has three games, and uh, Jared Goff, not Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo only has one. These are all guys that got paid, by the way. You like those odds? You like that Dak Prescott is only one game behind Wentz in a lifetime, Winsylvania? He's a Wentz in a, whatever, whatever other Wentz analogies or whatever, not analogies, acronyms that they wanted to use, hyphenings of his name and put him in a Philadelphia Winsylvania, Jesus Christ. You like that Jared Goff is 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 a supposedly this world beater at quarterback has easily the best wide receiving core in the league. Brandon Cook, what's his face? Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. They got the tight end, and if you you know if you wanted to count uh, TG three, Todd Gurley the third. He's a pretty good receiving running back. I know he's hurt, but Jesus Christ, you want to tell me he's not a good wide receiver? Or not a wide receiver, but he can't catch the dog on football? So they got a lot of players at Washington, at, at freaking the Rams. And by the way, I think Jared Goff, he does not have a four more touchdown game. So what the hell is, is, is Reggie Bush talking about? I even got the quote. He said people are expecting him to have four or five touchdowns per game. No, they're not. I'm not. I thought he was going to throw for 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. He is on pace for those statistics. Right now, he has 2,300 yards. He has 15 touchdowns at week eight and eight interceptions. That is on pace. He has 69% complete. I have no idea how he has 69%. But he has 69% completion. He's on pace. He is doing exactly what I expected him to do. I mean, listen, he's going to have, this is, this is going to be one of his best statistical years ever. 
I mean, he is like seven touchdowns away from pretty much having his league, his his like his average, like 22, 22, 23. And he has 15 touchdowns on the year. He's seven away, man. That's that's a couple of games. That's realistically two he he plays two more divisional games, Washington and obviously the Eagles. Those are probably going to be what? Four more touchdowns right there. He's got to play up against the Vikings. I think he's going to have two, maybe three. So now we're talking already seven within three games. So he's going to hit his, and he's got what? Eight more games to play. So he's going to get his, he's going to get the 22 touchdowns, maybe 23 and like three more games. I, I, I don't get it, man. I I don't. Not to count, by the way, his rushing touchdowns, which I do. I count all touchdowns. I count all points. Why wouldn't I count rushing touchdowns? I haven't even calculated the rushing touchdowns yet. How many rushing touchdowns does Dak Prescott have? That is a very, very good question. How many does he have? He has three. He has three touchdowns. Rushing, of course. So add on to the 15, he's at 18. You like 18 touchdowns from your quarterback? I do. Don't expect Dak Prescott to to, to throw for four to five. Only Patrick Mahomes does that. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, they don't throw for four to five touchdowns a week. Week in, week out. And even Mahomes, like, usually it's it usually it's not even three touchdowns, four, four to five. Like, sometimes he just throws, like, two, maybe three, but he has, like, 300 yards a game, and he just, because, you know, his head coach is Andy Reid, he's just like, we're just going to run it in on the one, two, maybe even the five-yard line. We're just not, we're not going to throw it down there. Like, he had a he had a game where he had, like, no touchdowns against Detroit, but I think he ran one in, and they were running, they were running the football all over the place. They were just running the dang on football. Only Patrick Mahomes does that. I don't know why Reggie Bush said that on national television. But nobody said that the 49ers versus the freaking Cardinals was a bad game for the 49ers. Especially when the Cardinals were hanging in there. They scored 11 points in the fourth quarter. 7-7 and 11. It was so boring. It was one of those games where I was like, I'm turning off my television because the 49ers are going to win this. Literally the opposite happened against Dallas. Dallas won that game and they won it handedly. As the game went on, of course. They got away from the scheme, and guess what? They started to win the football game. And yes, if you ask me right now, do I think this football team would be better if the Cowboys had had literally anyone else at head coach that I just mentioned? Mike McCarthy, uh, Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley. I think they would be a better football team, a better football organization. They would probably start their dynasty, their empire, they got the court. I mean, seriously, though, like when you think of a dynasty of an empire, like I'm watching the Cowboys and it's 30 to 18. The fourth quarter is almost over with. I'm looking at the score right now, 30 to 18, 24 seconds left in the fourth. They got so many defensive guys out there. The pocket just collapsed thanks to all of those guys 
rushing. They got Michael Bennett. I remember when people were like, is Michael Bennett a good acquisition for Dallas? I'm like, I rolled my eyes because I knew people did not watch football. Uh, the, uh, the the great defensive line, Chris Covington, the guy that we got in free, free agency from the Houston Texans, Doris Armstrong, a guy we drafted out of Kentucky, I think a year or two ago, I think he was in the, uh, the Leighton draft, 2018, we got him, he's out there as well, uh, Hyder, he's in there as well, and Michael Bennett and Doris Armstrong gets a nice strip sack on, uh, on the defender, Jordan Lewis comes in and he just takes off, he's a fast guy, He's squirrely, he's whirly, but most importantly, he is elusive, and he has a fast 40. Touchdown, Dallas. They're asking for the football. The fans are asking for it. He's like, uh-uh, this, this is going in the trophy case. 37 after the field goal will be kicked. 37 to freaking 18. But people want to talk about the 49ers? Let me see where you put it. Was, I, was got, I got a little bit off track. Let me see where the NFL put the 49ers. NFL.com, where do they put the 49ers after the fantastic win against the Arizona Cardinals? I don't care that the Patriots lost. I really, really don't. Let me just make sure that I understand what she said. Let me just make sure. Let me just make sure. I said, I'm trying to think of like, Was I trying to look up? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm like, what was I trying to look up? I I, I got so much, so many of the recommendations. <clears throat> so many of the recommendations. I was like, why couldn't I, why couldn't I figure this out? I'm like, why couldn't I just remember this? Holy smokes. Okay, here we go. Here are the power rankings. It's got an advertisement. I got some nice, high-quality strawberry lemonade. It's very, very delicious. But it's sugary, so it leaves my mouth dry. It's weird. They got the Washington team, 32. I think Washington's actually better than uh, than 32. They're probably going to move the Miami Dolphins down because the Miami Dolphins... Uh, they beat the Jets, which, I mean, they're, they're literally trying to lose football games. The Jets are 31, probably the, the Dolphins 32. We'll see. But in this case, it's like, I don't really care. These are teams that are, oh, they put the Bengals 30, Dolphins 29. Who cares? So, Arizona is the 25th team in the league. 25th team, they're ranked 25th. Where did you put the, uh, they put them number one. They put them number one. So a team, let me get this straight. Let me get it straight. Okay. So a team that barely beats another team. Because it was what? 28 to 25. You were within a field goal away of losing that football game. You put them high. Where did you put the Cowboys? Put them at 7th. They remained at 7th. Even though Green Bay got its rear ends whipped by the Chargers. Got it, got him, got him, got him just absolutely decimated. I feel bad for Green Bay fans that came from Los Angeles or the surrounding area to watch that football game and they saw tragedy. Uh, 
Again, the negativity bias. Even Scott Van Pelt, the bald guy from Sports Center, he, he even annoyed me. He's like, you know what? The game wasn't that good. You know what? I freaking had to turn my damn TV off when I was watching the 49ers versus the Cardinals. Because I was like, the, the 49ers got it. But then the Cardinals came back. They let the fly, there's that phrase that Shannon Sharp says, you leave the door hanging wide open, the flies will come in. The Cardinals came in. They busted that up real quick. They said, you doubt us? You don't believe in us? Watch this. Watch it. Watch this. 28 to 25, 37 to 18, but the Dallas Cowboys, they played like hot garbage. Okay. Okay, if, if that's what we're valuing, if that's what we like, okay. All right, then. Speaking of things that we value, and by the way, the, uh, the game is over with. Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboy game is over with. I'm just rewinding it, and I'm rewatching it again. I like to watch it two to three times every single week. Obviously, last week was a bye week, so I had nothing to watch two to three times. In fact, for the last couple of weeks, I've been watching every single game at least three times. I've been, even, yes, yes, even the Jets, even the, even the freaking Packers, even the Orleans games, I just, I, again, I'm very, very consistent on this. I don't care if we win. I don't care if we lose. I'm watching the game two to three times. I prefer wins, but I will also watch it even if we lose. Want to know why? That's how loyal of a fan I am to this organization, to this football team. Oh, Jesus Christ. But a lot of people are suggesting, you know what, let's go after, uh, you know what, Carson Wentz has nobody to throw to. Carson Wentz has nobody to throw to. He doesn't have anybody to throw the football to. You know what I say to that? I say, okay. Okay. He doesn't have anybody to to throw the football to. Okay. That's why he's losing games. It's not because of his actual play. It's not because he hasn't had a four-touchdown game since 2017. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles, go out and go get Antonio Brown. Go out and go get him. Go out and go get him. And you know what? I genuinely hope this happens. I hope that there is nothing going on. I've stated my opinion on the matter with the Antonio Brown uh, situation, with the Antonio Brown scandal. In fact, Antonio Brown just posted up a uh, a video on his YouTube channel. I, you, you damn sure I'm about to watch that horse mess. But when it comes to Antonio Brown, I want him to join the Philadelphia Eagles. I want him to join the Philadelphia Eagles because I want people to absolutely understand. And I want him to play well. I want him to play well. I want him to to be well. I want him to not make any mistakes. And I certainly want him to not be uh, not disabled. What's the word I'm looking for? 
a uh, cut from the team. I don't know why this came to mind. I want him to be fully functional, fully ready for that football team, and I want him to be on that football team so that way Carson Wentz has no room to breathe, and I will shine a light on all the flat earthers in the room, in the, in the media, because there's a lot. There's a lot that believe that Carson Wentz is an elite-level quarterback. And I want, I want him to have an elite-level wide receiver. Say what you will about his off-the-field issues. Antonio Brown comes to play during Sunday. I want, I want him on that football team. I want him on that football team so, so very badly. I want, no, I want to suffocate all of your excuses for Antonio Brown. Just suffocate him. Suffocate him. Just go on. Want to get him all out on the table. So that way he has no place to hide. Go out and get Carson Wentz, Antonio Brown, so that way he has no room to hide. You saw what happened when Dak Prescott got one, one wide receiver. Everybody else got better. Everybody. The defense, the offense, everybody. Let's see if the same happens to a guy who's quote-unquote supposed to be elite. Let's, let's just see. That's what I want to see. Let's just see if he's quote-unquote elite when he has elite-level talent. And don't you dare, don't you dare try and come at me and say anything about Antonio Brown's play on the football field. Antonio Brown is easily one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. Don't try and talk to me about Antonio Brown not being a good wide receiver. Because he's one of the top five in the league, and he's sitting on his couch right now. Speaking on sitting on his couch right now, I got to check out this doggone Antonio Brown video. Here we go. It actually premiered like an hour ago. It's literally him just working out. Just just so we're clear. It's literally just him working out. 828. It's a really fast one. Seemed like you were gathering, you were gradually going past yeah. the dirt. You could go more. Like if you were going 40 yards, that would be like an easy has, huh? nine and ten, bro. So only 30 now. You're going really fast right now. You know, I came from nothing. Myself, pushing myself spiritually, mentally, physically, and I love to work hard. So I know there's times when it's late and I know I gotta hit that workout. But that's the difference. Great ones, man. Great speed, man. You're attacking those motherfuckers. You're attacking it. It's literally him. It's like a hype video. It's literally him just working out. Being determined. Always repeating that against myself to be my best self. No matter what you're going through or facing, you gotta be determined. 
Okay, I'm just gonna fast forward. That's it. That's the end of the video. It's just him working out. All right. So he premiered this in an hour. Listen, man. I think he may get. He's he's definitely gonna get some phone calls. He's definitely getting some people calling up. That's why he posted this. He's like, I'm coming, man. He, in fact, the the video's title is Antonio Brown's time is coming. It's coming, man. Somebody's going to take a shot. Someone's going to call him up and be like, you want to come and work out and play for us? And he's working out. He's not on his couch, sitting and sitting on his couch, eating potato chips. He's on his, he's on the field working out. Somebody's going to take a shot on him now. Philadelphia should 100% take a shot because I'm sick and tired of people BSing and saying, well, 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 Carson Wentz doesn't have anybody to throw to. His wide receivers drop passes. So does Dak Prescott's. You don't hear Dak Prescott moaning and groaning about it. You don't hear his wide receivers putting up anonymous, anonymous quotes in the Philadelphia Inquiry or, excuse me, in the Dallas Cowboy Telegram or whatever it's called, whatever the Dallas newspaper is. Don't hear any of that BS in Dallas. In fact, Dallas has become kind of quietly a very, very strong locker room. You know, Des Bryant isn't there. You know, you obviously have some stuff coming out with Tristan Hill and Antoine Woods. But it's like for the most part, Dallas, you don't you don't hear a lot about Dallas, right? You really, really don't. You look around the league, you, you hear all these leaks from Philadelphia. That shows that they are dysfunctional. It doesn't, it doesn't show that they are this great football team or that, you know, Carson Wentz is getting unfairly treated. They're just dysfunctional. Patriots, not a peep out of the locker room. Seahawks. Ravens. Even the doggone 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo and his poor play. Not a peep. Not a peep. Not a peep. When it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, completely different story. Completely different story. I'll end with this. The NFL, I love it. They double down on everything that they do. They double it down. They double it down and they say to themselves, well, you know what? We, uh, we moved, we're moving two franchises in the uh, we moved two franchises. I think in like 2016, 2017, we moved the Rams from St. Louis to obviously the uh, to L.A. We moved the Chargers from LA, from San Diego to L.A. We're about to move the Raiders to obviously Las uh, Las Vegas. The issue is currently uh, we don't know the status of the L.A. stadium for the Rams and the Chargers. But more importantly, the Chargers have no fan base in L.A. It is an away game in L.A. The San Diego Charger fans, they've all flipped us the bird and said, you you, you want to say fuck you, San Diego? We'll say fuck you too, NFL. Adios. You should have paid a billion dollars to build the damn thing, and you didn't. So now we'll say, peace, brother. We'll see you later. Goodbye. See you later. Hell to you. And they sent their asses packing. So the NFL is like, well, how do we establish a new community, a new town, a new fan base? They said, well, let's go to L.A. They didn't want to pay the multi-billion dollar bill dollars uh, for, for the new stadium. By the way, check this out. A college built the new stadium that they're playing in. 
the potential site that they could go back to San Diego, a college, San Diego State or something like that. They're, they're building a new stadium. So now that option, the site that they were planning on building it, that they could have gone back to, guess what? Now they're like, you know what? We can't even go back to that because there's a college stadium on it. So now they have to double down on it because they they wanted to leave because they didn't want to pay the money for the new stadium. So now they have to freaking stay in Los Angeles. But the issue is, is that they didn't build the new stadium yet. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's delayed and it's going to cost double as much, $2.5 billion more. As a matter of fact, it was originally two point five. It's going to cost more. It's going to cost double as much. You like those numbers? I hate them. All because the NFL wanted to be greedy. They moved the Rams out of St. Louis. They moved the Chargers out of San Diego. And they're now doubling down on it. They're like, you know what? Apparently rumors are coming out of the, the, uh, the, the organization that they, move, that they may move again because there's no home crowd in Los Angeles. And they may move the team from Los Angeles to London. Out of the damn country. The same thing goes with Jacksonville. They're like, you know what? We may move Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is a way better fit for London. But they're like, you know what? We'll move Jacksonville out of London. Expand the league to overseas. As if that will help. So the NFL, they just keep doubling down on bad decisions. They want to get it right. They, they want to be right. They don't want to get it right. It's like the Jerry Jones effects. Jerry wants to be right. He doesn't want to get it right. He's willing to sacrifice Super Bowls, NFC championships, and, uh, and, and just time in order to be able to say, I'm right, you're wrong. That's what he's willing to sacrifice. I'm the Hall of Famer. I'm the billionaire. I'm the owner. I'm right. You're wrong. Instead of firing Garrett, hiring a new head coach, now he's like, you know, I'm right. You're wrong. You know, you know, just, you know, follow my lead. I'm right. You're wrong. Billionaires, they do sure got their egos needing to be stroked on a daily basis. You're billionaires. Oh, boy. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. I I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. They're moving the Chargers to London, potentially. To London! Okay, I I get I I kind of get the mood. You have fans in Europe, obviously. You have fans in Europe. But you don't have It's not like Europe or even London has a bunch of Charger fans in it. Like the Patriots, the Packers, all, some of the East Coast teams, you know, a lot of the East Coast teams as a matter of fact, they're all in there. The Cowboys as well, but it's not like it's not like they're just asking for a huge, a huge like market for the Chargers. They're trying to double down, man. Is it going to work? No, of course not. It's not going to work. Of course not. 
Will they try it anyways? Of course. If it make, in the words of Shannon Sharp, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. That song calling me, telling me to get the hell out of here, man. I ain't got no more money. Somebody loan me a hundred. It's checkout time. This has been 24. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the podcast. little bit tired i'll be back i'll be back maybe tomorrow i i i I don't know i'll be back soon i'll be back to cast thursday night football what what's the thursday pause the music what's thursday night football game what is it thursday night football game Chargers at Raiders. San Antonio Spurs. I am, uh, that's, uh, that's the four, uh, two teams that have four wins. Do you, uh, a, a good question is, do you want to watch that football game? I, I really don't. I, I don't want to watch it. Speaking of games that I want to watch, San Antonio. In Atlanta against the Falcons, the the Hawks, they're two bird teams, whatever. 89, 89, 70, no, not 89. What am I talking about? 80 to 79, nine minutes left on the clock. Trey Young, former first round draft pick. I'm not going to lie to you. The game's heating up. It's heating up. I, I, I gotta watch some of it now. I gotta watch it. Spurs, they foul, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. They foul. DeAndre Hunter, he got fouled. It's 80 to 80. He hits a, a, a free throw. 81 80. Falcons. I'm just gonna call them the Falcons. You know what I mean. They're, it's, it's the Atlanta team. Boy, did you know this about Atlanta? They do not like any of their sports teams, like, at all. And I, I will tell you this, man. Usually the home, the away team usually has its fan base behind them. The Spurs, they got a lot of people, a lot of Spurs fans behind them. Jesus Christ. DeJounte Murray, point guard that had, you know, that was injured last year. Bellinelli, he hits uh, he hits two, three. He hits a two and a three in consecutive drives. Now the Spurs are up by four. Trey Young bringing the ball up the court. Let me tell you something about the Spurs, man. The Spurs uh, with Dejounte Murray. They got Derek White riding the bench, the new guy, and you got Dejounte Murray. I like them both. I really, really like them both. I but they're too freaking skinny, man. They they've got to start lifting weights. They're they're too skinny, but they are so athletic. They're long. They're lengthy. They're like shorter versions of Kevin Durant, man. I mean, and they're quick too. I just wish they would freaking eat some protein and lift like 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 heavier weights. They're skinny. They're too skinny. They're tall though, but they're not they're they're like 6 feet tall, but they're 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 long and they're lengthy and they're tall, but they're not like they're not thick, you know? Like I feel like if they were like the Russ if they were like Russell Westbrook, Jesus Christ, man. 
If they had his athlete, if they had his conditioning, it would be a wrap. 87-86 after a three ball by someone on Atlanta. I think a timeout just got called by the Spurs. Wait, yep, nope, nope. DeJounte, he's bringing the football up. Basketball. If I have incorrect terminology, just mean, if I say something football-related, I mean basketball-related. So just do the math in your head. I cannot go, I cannot literally talk about football for like an hour and then switch to basketball. I can't do it. It's it's too hard. Mm, mm, mm. Bellinelli just has a pull, heat check. That's a heat check. Like, Bellinelli just pulled up from deep. Tim Duncan, they bring him in as like a coach. I completely forgot about that. I was like, man, they, they brought in Timmy D. They brought in the GOAT. Mm, mm, mm. How lucky are we to still be able to have Tim Duncan? He's on the bench with the coaches, man. I hate his haircut, though. I hate his haircut. That's the only thing I dislike about him now. I like everything about him. I dislike his haircut so much. I wish I wish he was bald. I, w- I wish he was like two th- early 2010s Tim Duncan. I despise his haircut. I hate it. The Falcons are up by one after a after a turnover by the Spurs. Greg Popovich. I'm gonna call him the white-haired Grim Reaper. Cause he's just he's the only <laughs> he's like the he's like the oldest guy in the stadium, right? He has the whitest of white hair. And he has a lot of it. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't lost any hair. It's a lot of, it's a full head of hair, man. It's timeout Spurs, by the way, after, like, it's, they're up by three points, the Atlanta Falcons. But it's a full head of hair. It's a lengthy mane. But it's all white. I like to call him the white-headed lion. I called him the white-haired Grim Reaper. I, I, call, I have so many nicknames for Greg Popovich, the greatest of all time, the white-haired Grim Reaper. The silverback lion, the silver-haired fox, the white-haired fox. I, I got a lot of nicknames. It's all of them bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But is anyone interested in the Thursday night football game? Chargers at Oakland. By the way, I should preface this by saying that... um. That uh, that the Chargers and the Raiders apparently specific no not apparently but the Raiders specifically they haven't played a home game in like two to three months so they're pretty much just gonna be on this whole home game streak of well you know we're we're only just going to just play a bunch of home games now because we haven't played in home for like two months hey great NFL scheduling by the way great you know great job scheduling a bunch of away games during the last year that the team is supposed to play in Oakland. Great job, NFL. Great job. Really great awareness overall. That's kind of why I'm like, I feel like any and all team movement deals, like, I feel like they're all just going to flop, you know? Like, the thing that annoys me is that, imagine if the Dallas Cowboys ever moved off of Dallas, or the New England Patriots ever moved, there would be people from New England that would literally break into the facility and forcibly remove the Lombardi trophies. There would be people that would steal those freaking things, man. Imagine trying to move all of that stuff away from all of those angry Boston fans. They would be so miffed if you ever tried to do that ever again. Not even ever again. I don't think they ever tried to do that. 
Remember what happened when Cleveland, when they tried to move the Cleveland Browns from Cleveland? There were literal riots in the streets. Like, man, you people are freaking insane. But I can't, I, I can't imagine some of the stuff the NFL does. But you know what? The NFL, if they want to waste billions of dollars, hey, you know, why not? Why not? Why not just lose billions upon billions of dollars for no arbitrary reason? Let's just, you know, let's just throw away, the, you know, the consumer's money, the taxpayer's money. Let's just try and win our own way. Let's not try and, you know, do the great stuff for the fan bases, the organizations, all that good stuff. Let's just freaking be absolutely asinine with our decision makings. And let's just freaking buy a bunch of crap that we don't need. Like a new LA stadium. Great job, NFL. Great job. Fantastic job. The new Atlanta Falcons stadium, uh, it's empty. It is absolute, it's, it is decrepit. It's a nice facility, but it's empty. Nobody goes to watch the Atlanta Falcons. Wanna know why nobody goes to watch the Atlanta Falcons? Cause they stink. That's why. They're stink. They're stink. They stink worse than a fish head left out in the hot sun for a week. That's how bad they stink. Anytime you got in, now they stink even more because they don't even have Muhammad Sanu. You thought they could stink so badly? I mean, I, it, it's it's polluting the air in the South, man. That's how bad the Atlanta Falcons stink. Reaches all the way from from Georgia to Texas, to New Mexico, all the way up to New York. They stink so bad, man. I mean, they made the whole, the whole freaking state needs to freaking wash themselves with a stick of deodorant every single night. Just bathe in it. Just bathe in it. I don't want to smell anything coming out of the Atlanta, Georgia city ever again. I, I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of the Atlanta Falcons. And the Hawks, too. Did you know that the Migos perform in Atlanta for the Hawks consistently at halftime? They still cannot put butts in seats. That's how bad the Atlanta the Atlanta City hates any Atlanta teams right now. Hawks are on a 10-0 scoring one right now. DeJounte penetrates on the inside, pumps, fouls. Doesn't get the end one. He's shooting two. They have the Migos. Hold on. Hold on. Just in case you don't know who the Migos are. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I just want an excuse to be able to play this song. Here we go. No ad. No ad. No ad. I should have muted it. Ugh. Here we go. Everybody up out your seats right now. Yes, sir. Y'all know who I am, right? Yeah. Let's go. No recipes. Ten bad bitches as they have to be bait. I mean, you, you can't even put butts in seats with the Migos. I mean, so, something is wrong with that picture. You can't put butts in seats. 
and amigos are that turn it up turn it up turn, just a little bit no masterpiece ten bad bitches and they after me hey They can't put butts in seats. I, I, I mean, everything is going wrong in Atlanta, and it shouldn't be. You got so much talent. You got so many rappers. There's a lot of strippers. How do you not put butts in seats? I, I don't get it. Hold on. This is the best part of the No masterpiece. Ten bad bitches said they after me. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I could probably listen to this song like 10 times and I have I've, I've listened to this song a lot. I've listened to this song a lot. I got I got to listen to what 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 time for what All right, I'm done listening to that. Ugh. Sorry about that. I meant to lower it down a little bit, turn it down just a little bit, but no, I, I also, no, I, I also wanted to keep it playing. Trey Young is having a hell of a night. He has 18 points in the second half. Somebody needs to. We we gotta start scoring here. Patty Mills on the inside penetration. Gets the foul, doesn't get the uh, doesn't get the two points. They put off Dejounte. It's four minutes left in the fourth quarter. No masterpiece. Ten bad bitches and they after me bad. How could you like? How do you not put? But they, they got the Bengals playing at halftime. You know, Dallas, they, I, I, I don't know who they have playing at halftime. I saw some people, I saw like a country singer singing at a, at a, like at a freaking NFL halftime game. And he was saying, what was the song? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. What was that song? Let me, let me look it up. Sorry. Literally this guy in North Carolina, South Carolina, he was, he was the halftime performer at like a, at at the at the Carolina game, and he was singing the Eeny Meeny Miny Mo song. Let me freaking try and find it. It's the Eeny Meeny Miny Mo country song, and I'm like, how 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 did how is this dude the halftime performance? You got nobody in South Carolina. What about the guy that sung that Carolina song? Sweet Carolina, ba da da. Is he even from South Carolina, or did you guys steal that from him? Eeny, meeny, eeny, eeny. It's like a country song. 
Is this it? This may be it. That's, uh, that's the halftime performance for the South Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> Instead of this. I tell you something, man. Give it like 10, 15 years, I think we're going to start seeing basketball overtake the NFL. Maybe even a little bit sooner. Because it's, it's just like, who do, do you want to see the guy singing any, mini Miney Moe, or do you want to see Migos? Just at halftime, right? You're, you're on a Saturday night. You're like, you know what? I got two I got I got two options. I got Migos, I got Eeny Meeny Miney Mo. Which one would I wanna rather go see in Georgia? Don't even lie to yourself. All right, all right, all right. It's got, it's kind of getting all right. Not gonna play it forever, <clears throat> but you get my point. Spurs, they're trying to make a comeback victory. A lot of fouls are getting called pretty much on every single Spurs possession because they just keep on penetrating on the inside. Ninety-two, ninety-seven, Hawks. But finally, somebody finishes at the rim. So now he gets. He's gonna try and shoot for the N one. Damian Jones, the center, he's fouled out. I mean, it's a pretty good question. There's a lot of people in Atlanta. I feel like there's a lot of local celebrities in Atlanta that are sitting courtside right now that I don't have any idea because I'm not that deep in the culture. But, I mean, I could probably look into this crowd and be like, oh, that's somebody from Atlanta that's important. Oh, that's another person. That's another person. The uh, the assistant coach, what's the what's her name? I forgot. I always forget her name. She was like a star point guard for the San Antonio Sparks. She's like one of the best female point guards of all time. Um, I forgot her name. Spurs assistant coach. What's her name again? Not Tim Duncan. What's the what's her name? Not not Tim Duncan. It's the other one. It's the lady. Is Tim Duncan actually the assistant head coach? No, it's Becky Hammond. That's her name. No, he isn't the assistant head coach. He's just... Okay, yeah. They're all just assistant head coach. Okay. But Becky Hammond, she's like... A lot of people think that she's being groomed by Tim Duncan... Or not Tim Duncan, excuse me. Greg Popovich 
to essentially be the um, the new head coach of the Spurs once he retires, right? Or at least the first the first female head coach in the league, which she probably is. I think, I, well, she's not a head coach now, but she will be when she gets the job because there's a lot of bad coaches in the NBA, but definitely not as many as, uh, and it's, it's kind of not as obvious if you are a bad coach in the NBA, if you have star talent, but the reason why I mentioned Becky Hammond is that she is wearing these like really, really sparkly high heels. I don't know, like I, I don't know why I'm just looking at them right now, but she's she's wearing like her, the sparkliest shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm watching a Spurs possession, and then I freaking get blinded by her shoes. I'm like, oh my goodness. But anyway, she's like the first female assistant head coach. I thought she, I thought she honestly would have been the head coach of the Spurs by now. Or at least she would have moved on or something like that. I don't, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. I thought she would have just done something else or moved on from uh, from the team. She's an American and she's Russian. I just Googled her. I'm like, what? The cool thing was is that when she when Tony Parker was there, he was he was really really like excited because she is she she is one of the best. I'm not joking about this. She is one of the best uh, WNBA point guards in the entire like you know in the entire league or in her, when she was playing. She played God. She played for like 15 years from like 2019 to 2014. So she played a long ass time. 1999 to 2014. So she was, she was a vet. She was, uh, she's considered one of the best. And, you know, there's this Atlanta Falcons lady. She's just clapping. And <laughs> the fans that are there, they are very, very excited. They're hyped. I wish I could see their record. One lady is in this like white sweatshirt and she's just clapping her freaking ass off. What music are they playing? Oh, they're playing, uh, Thunderstruck, ACDC, right? You've been caught in a thunderstruck! You've been thunderstruck! I'm like, I think she was clapping off beat. I'm like, she is hyped. I'm like, what song are they playing right now? Ninety-three, a hundred, Atlanta. Three minutes, 29 seconds left in the second quarter. Fourth, fourth freaking quarter. You know what I meant. And fighting Trey Young, they're double teaming. They're like, Trey Young, you will not beat us. So they sell out and they sold out perfectly. They leave a guy wide open for a three. Push it, push it, push it. Namar Jackson, whatever his face is, tries to give Rudy Gay a nice wide open three. Guess what Rudy Gay does? He doesn't sink a wide open three. Where is Derek White? Where is DeJounte Murray? There's two minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know what? I'm not. I like to do this. I'm not doing this. I can't comment on pops on pops coaching. Foul! I want to throw my freaking remote at my TV. One day I will, and I will break it. This will not be that day. I'm setting it down. The refs are screwing us tonight. Nah. That, uh... Yes, yes, they are. That was all ball. Referee, open up your damn eyes. Open up your doggone eyes. This is, I, I think the Spurs have lost because they're now about to be down by 10 points. I'm like, hey, what, 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 are you, what, what are you doing? Referees, you need to open up your eyes. The Spurs are going to go down tonight 
by almost 10 points unless they can start executing, unless they can start scoring quickly. DeMar DeRozan brings the ball up the floor. They pass it to their shooting guard, Forbes. Forbes nails a three, 96-101. We got to get some more points on the board. 2.30 left in the fourth quarter. He's bringing the ball up. The Atlanta Falcons player, he's dancing. He's looking. He's moving. He's grooving. He's not moving that much. I'm trying to over-exaggerate to keep myself interested in this doggone basketball game. They try and play ice with what's-his-face Trey Young, and it looks like it's off the doggone San Antonio Spurs Atlanta Falcons football. And what? I know what. There's a guy wide open on the wing. They are saying, you know what, Trey Young? You're not allowed to beat us tonight. You can try. You can try, but we will trap you. We will trap you. Trey Young gets isolated. Oh, sweet Jesus. Did he just hit a three? That was like the Kawhi Leonard shot in Toronto to put the to put the dog on uh, that's game, man. That is. That's game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently they fouled out or something. I'm done. That's game. I don't, I don't want to watch this travesty anymore. Where's my Where's my music? Play my music. Play my music. Uh, we got to go. It's checkout time. I'm out. I, I'm out. Until my next podcast, I'll see you next time. <laughs>